0: morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on a Friday. Yeah, we made it through another week. It is America's... It's birthday weekend, Friday, June the 30th, of course, the 4th of July. on a Tuesday this year, and that's always, uh, you know, that's always reason to turn it into a long weekend. That is now the new American vacation uh, so Monday, uh, this show will rebroadcast, uh, but you can always still call the 800 number, 800 Leave us a message, and we will get right back to you, or even better yet, just do it today, and you won't have to worry about it. The new website at allamericangold.com, and it looks like now the that everyone's, I don't know about it. Most people have now found it. If you're having trouble, if you're just like I just can't get it to work, give us a call. We'll walk you through it. Uh, the, the delete your browser history and just go into your search engine. Type in Patriot Trading Group or AllAmericanGold.com. Click on it. I'll take you right there uh, to the home page, and you'll be all set. We got the prices back up there. this week Uh, Without a doubt, the best program in the industry today, bar none, Uh, and it's wonderful because it allows, you know, we want to make sure everybody has the opportunity to make sure they're protected, and this is another plan. You can start going for as little as $100 a month. And even that, I know, hey, for a lot of people, even that's unaffordable. But this is right now, this is the best we can do, $100 a month. We pool everybody's monies together. You get four physical deliveries a year. You just leave your credit card on file with us, and there's no fees. There's no setup fees. There's no cancellation fees. If you need to take a month off or you need to take a couple months off or you need to end the program, there's no fees to end or do anything, make changes. Uh, we just want everybody uh that we possibly can to get the opportunity to get themselves some wealth insurance, so make sure you read all about that if you haven't gotten in July's a great month to sign up' cause it's the it's a fresh new quarter and you'll have uh, three three or fresh yeah fresh new quarter you have three full months in the plan uh, the next delivery date it will will be in October. Uh, if you want more information or sign up for that, call us 800 as we get ready to celebrate another birthday here in the United States. It, it's really, truly amazing. Uh, the CBO was out today, uh, actually it was out last night with brand new projections for the debt and it, it's, well, it's just the way I told you, you know, and you can, you can lie about numbers, but numbers don't lie. And eventually, you have to deal with what the reality is. We're going to break down what the CBO had to say about how big is the budget deficit going to be this year. Remember, they were saying it was going to go lower. I was telling you, no, it's going higher and much higher. Uh, I, I guess I'll give you a, a, the newsflash. I was right. They're now talking about a 2017 deficit, and this is not the this is the fake number six hundred ninety three billion dollars. Let's just round it up here seven hundred billion dollars. Uh, the biggest problem, according to the CBO, was tax revenues. And again, who's telling the truth and who isn't? And one of the great ways to understand exactly how strong or how good the economy is is to look at tax revenue. And according to the CBO, way under expectations, and even with next year, uh, they have a big forecast for taxes that they're not going to get to. They're calling for trillion-dollar deficits. And And, of course, this is something I already told you about. I'm not worried about the trillion-dollar deficits because they're already here. When you factor in all the levels of debt that we go through as a country, it's already over a trillion. But now the CBO is just getting around to telling you about it. I'm more worried about when we hit $2 trillion a year in deficits, and we're going to talk all about that and, and give you the scorecard of exactly how the government is doing and then another i guess famed economist out with a warning this morning uh, this time it happened to be robert schiller said only twice in history have the mar- the equity markets the stock markets been valued this high i'll tell you what the other two times were and what you need to do about it pedro radio news hour we'll be back after the break Don't worry, it's all going to be fine. Who cares what the real numbers say? Come on, you know better. You know better. We're right in the midst. All of it is starting to all start falling apart now. Now we got Robert Shiller coming out. By the way, Robert Shiller, you know, he does the, the Case Schiller Index, the home index. That's what they use. This guy is a renowned economist. He has his own indicators that he uses. It's called the CAPE, C A P E, index of valuing stocks. Said only twice in history has the, the CAPE level been this high. And we're starting to get a lot of these now. But it's not on accident. You know this. 1929, we know what happened. The other time, 2000, the NASDAQ bubble. And now Schiller came out on TV and said, hey, it's here again. And you really need to start getting yourself ready because, uh, you know, we we talked about, uh, yesterday talked about with, with Eric and how these premiums have come down. And he said, Joe, this actually happened one other time. And he said, it was 2001. So now you got Schiller coming out saying, hey, get ready. We've got another NASDAQ-type market. We've got another 1929-type market. And then... Uh, Eric said, hey, Joe, you got a gold market that's just like 2001. And you start putting these pieces together, and you know it's time. Right? This is time. This is when you put some more chips in because you know you're going to collect on it. You know, you're you're sitting on one of those winning hands. And then the CBO gave us even some more ammunition. They updated. They increased their forecast for the federal deficit for this year. By over, they raised it by 134 billion dollars to 693 billion. Right? Well, again, so now here we are. What is that? Third straight year where the deficits are climbing. And they're jumping now by bigger amounts. Right? First it was 40 billion, then it was 80 billion. Now we're talking you know, a, a deficit that's well over a hundred billion dollars more this year than last year? And you think about, hey, the economy allegedly is doing better, but when you look at the actual number tax collect tax collections don't lie. Right? You can lie about the unemployment rate. you can lie about the jobs market. I mean you can lie about GDP, you can lie about CPI and PPI and, and all you can lie about durable goods. and I when I say lie, I manipulate. right We can manipulate the numbers to, to fit some economic formula. but, but you can't manipulate. It's, hey, how much money did the government collect in taxes? That doesn't lie. And according to the CBO, tax collections came in light, in way light, which kind of reflects what I've been telling you. And here's how it broke down. 2017, the CBO projected, of course, we still got three months left. $3.315 trillion in taxes. And it almost blows the mind. It's hard to even conceive that you mean our federal government can't live off of $3.3 trillion? Not only can it not live off of that, we're not even in the ballpark. We, you need another trillion dollars in tax revenue just to balance. One point five seven four trillion in individual income tax. One point one six four in payroll tax. So, so for those of you, uh, you know, we tried to do this last month. The payroll tax, everybody who's working pays that, okay? That's your FICA, right? That's your Social Security and your Medicare. That's your unemployment insurance and all of that stuff if you're a business owner. 1.164, okay? Nothing's happening. The The Trump tax cuts, that doesn't change. That number stays the same. $310 $310 billion in corporate taxes. That's it. And I know we've got the the worst tax code of all time. You know, I, you know, you hear the rhetoric and how horrible it is. Trust me, most big businesses get so many tax breaks, it boggles the mind. But you, they only collect $310 billion in corporate taxes. And then they got $267 billion in other taxes. Like the death tax, that's one of the ones that that goes into the other bucket. So the Trump tax cut that they're talking about, which is like i and of course I've been telling you that's not happening. Right? We already know health care isn't happening. The the tax cuts aren't happening. You got about 1.8 trillion, 1.8, call it 1. Point, we'll round up about 1.9 trillion dollars in those types of taxes. Uh, that could potentially be cut of some sort. The CBO is not expecting that. They're saying that next year. So this year's budget deficit, six, the the fake number, the good number, six hundred ninety-three billion dollars. Their projection for twenty eighteen are projecting a 9% increase in taxes. Now, they projected that last year, and they just yesterday came out and said, ah, oh, we were wrong. <laughs> They're not getting that 9%, by the way. But that's, let's just go with their number. According to the CBO, the deficit at the end of this year will be somewhere around 20.1%. Eight eight to twenty point two eight eight trillion dollars, and actually, I'm going to tell you already, the number is going to be higher than that. But that's okay. Let's, you know, they they don't like to deal in what the real numbers are. Next year's budget number, the CBO says it is going to rise by over a trillion dollars. Matter of fact, right now they're projecting. 1.034 trillion dollars and that the federal deficit will stand uh, over 21.22 trillion dollars in 2018. And you got to start asking yourself, right? you really think this doesn't matter? Right? You're kidding yourself if you think that's the reality. This is why I keep telling you, we are in the the biggest debt bubble the world has ever seen. I mean, think about it. We're not even in a recession. The Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates. And we just, we're going to run a budget deficit, and it's going to, you know, 690 700000000000 billion. And that's not even the whole deficit. It's going to go up another trillion dollars this year. And next year, another, uh, more than a trillion. In every single year, by the way, the CBO already just, so in six months, they gave this report in January. They just gave it out yesterday. In six months' time, they raised the 2017 budget deficit, like I said, by almost $150 billion. Then they said, hey, by the way, the deficit, from 2017 to 2027, they raised that number by almost $800 billion. And now I've said the deficit over that next 10 years is going to be over $30 trillion. And I'm going to tell you, and I've been saying it all along, get ready for a number right near 40. Because that's what it's going to be. And you start thinking about how do you get out of this debt bubble. And the answer that they've been trying to give to you for the last 40 years is by more debt. And now you start looking around. You look everywhere. You look at Japan. You look at Europe. You look right here at the United States. You look at the U.K. You look at all of these countries. They've all followed the same economic principle of economic prosperity via the printing press. And you end up with these horrible crashes, right? The crash of 1929, you had the crash where the, the reason for these crashes is simple. You hit peak liquidity, and you hit peak profits for Wall Street. And then once the liquidity starts to dry up and the profits start to dry up, the crash comes. Look at 2000. You had peak liquidity, and you had the great NASDAQ bubble, and it just exploded. And now we're sitting here again, and we've got peak liquidity, right? Which, wow, all these central banks are all talking, you know, oh, we're going to raise rates, or we're going to start to sell off our balance sheet, even if it's a minuscule amount, and all of those things. And and you have peak profits, and you have peak liquidity. And it's all getting ready to play out again. And, and and this is really by design. This is how it works. And, and now we're sitting here and, this, and we're looking at budget deficits at a federal. Imagine what the number will be after the tax cut. Because I, I would like to think we could get something. The problem is, how did we decide that we were going to allow the government to be so massive You could be looking at a government. We're we're pushing on $5 trillion in government spending. I mean, as it sits right now, we're at, what, 4.3? Maybe 4.4? And and at what point does it end? And then you sit there and you look at the health care debate, and you look at the taxes debate, you look at all of these debates, and it's all about the same thing. The expansion of the government, right? And one of the things, and you sit there and you read about, you know, the found. It's not like these founding fathers were idiots, right? They, these they were very smart individuals, and they wanted to form a nation that was like no other, and they wanted to try to ensure that we would avoid the pitfalls that every other nation has to come to. That's why they talked about having the money being gold and silver. They warned about li- allowing the bankers to be in charge. They warned them. They wrote about it. And not just a little bit. They wrote a lot about it. Then they talked about what? Limiting the power of the central government. And we sit here today, and, and we're, we're talking about, we're having debates about, you know, the pers- I you know, talking about, you know, they talked about freedom, they talked about liberty, they talked about the pursuit of happiness. Now, what do we talk about? We don't talk about freedom anymore. Matter of fact, what do we do? We talk about how much freedoms can we can we take away liberty. There's no liberty anymore. Right? What are we? We are a nation that is divided like never before seen. We have all of these laws, you look at from the Patriot Act to the government coming in and confiscating lands. Look how much of the West the federal government owns. The pursuit of happiness has been replaced with government handout. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt.
1: The rallying cry of feminists was the same in 1973 as it is today freedom and choice the Equal Rights Amendment would give women, they said. However, looking below ERA's surface revealed legislation much more focused on forced compliance than on choice. That was the theme of the March 1973 Phyllis Schlafly Report, which explored the question, should women be drafted? Of course, this is still a matter of contention to this day, so it's just as important to arm ourselves with the facts against the forces of political correctness and social engineering. ERA wasn't about giving women more choice, and the draft argument proved it. Phyllis knew that freedom of choice is not at stake with the draft as it stands. Any woman who can fulfill the basic requirements can be in the armed forces. In 1973, Phyllis said to draft-aged girls, run, don't walk to the nearest recruiting office, and volunteer. You have your freedom of choice to serve if you want to, but please don't take away from the rest of the girls their present exemption from the draft. Even more importantly, a gender-neutral draft would further devastate families with young children, not just the individual women themselves. Throughout American history, the severity of a national crisis has determined if it was necessary to draft fathers. Phyllis said, We couldn't have won World War II without drafting fathers. Well, under ERA, it would be unconstitutional for mothers to be exempted from the draft unless fathers were as well. Although the importance of having a father in a child's life is great enough, the prospect of forcing a mother away from her child to fight in combat and possibly be killed is absolutely irreconcilable to the American way of life. Since the 1970s, many patriotic women have campaigned against attempts to draft our daughters, but Phyllis knew that we need to fight even harder against drafting our mothers. Don't be fooled when liberals try to control the dialogue by using loaded language like freedom of choice. Removing the draft exemption from women does nothing but remove the common-sense freedom of choice that women have had since the beginning.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. You've seen the desperation of women's marches, the disgrace of Planned Parenthood, the rise of savvy young conservative women. Radical feminism is heading down a dead-end road voice your opinion on what's really important to women at phyllisschlafly.com that's phyllisschlafly.com thanks for listening and join us again for the phyllis schlafly report he was backwards backwards use words like no sir yes welcome back Pedro radio news hour our toll-free number 800 951 an honor of our nation's birthday that is coming on Tuesday. You know, we, we've been talking about how we've got the lowest premiums the world, the market has ever seen in, in gold. Today and today only, regardless of how much you buy one or a hundred, all U.S. $20 Liberties and Saints will be at spot. Spots twelve hundred and forty two bucks to help you celebrate our national you know the fourth of July and our Independence Day which has been slowly taken away from all of you. If you truly if you want to be independent when we come out the other side of this, then you know what you need to do eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two I mean think about it. next starting next year tr- trillion dollar deficit I told you and that's not even the real deficit number right We know that but let's just go with trillion dollars. And that's assuming a nine percent increase in taxes. So with the no percent increase, which is what we're most likely going to have, and we may actually lose tax revenue if we get a big enough of a tax cut. 1.3, 1.5. Remember I told you before 2020 ends, we'll be looking at $2 trillion a year. There's no getting around it. Like I said, Right? You can manipulate the numbers, but numbers don't lie, right? The only lying that gets done is the ones that try to manipulate it. you really think we're going to be able to to rack up $40 trillion worth of debt and it's not going to have an effect? Why do you think it is that nobody – you know – we used to grow 4 and 5% on a GDP level all the time. All the time. Now Donald Trump talks about, hey, I want to try to get GDP back to 3%, And there's not a single person. You can't find a single economist. You can't find a single Wall Street CEO to come out and say that that is even possible. You can't find a single Federal Reserve governor to come out and say, we can get 3% growth. How could that be the unemployment rate, 4.3%? <laughs> the only time probably in recorded history that we've hit quote-unquote full employment and nobody... Nobody says we can get a 3% GDP growth rate. Why do you think that is? You know why it is. Right? Because all of it was done through a printing press. So now the federal government, right, back to the blowing up, right? The deficits are starting to blow up again. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants you to hear about it. Right, it wasn't on CNBC this morning. I looked; it wasn't on their website. It wasn't on MarketWatch's website because they don't want you to know. Then this one, wait, right? today it's, today is D Day. Illinois, Connecticut, New Jersey, right? All of these states that try to have a balance. But think about Illinois. Just think about this for one second. All of them know. All of those elected officials, the governor, all their elected officials, we've got to have something done today or they're going to downgrade us to junk. That will be the first state in the history to be downgraded as junk. And they still don't have it done. Why do you think it is? Do you really think it's because the political system is broken? Right? Oh, it's the Republicans and the Democrats are fighting and all this stuff that they want you to believe. Of course not. It's because they know it's unpayable. I just saw their new deficit project, uh, projection for Illinois. Now they say the, their pensions are two hundred and fifty billion dollars underfunded. Last week it was only one hundred and thirty billion, according to the latest numbers. The defined pension system of the sponsored that are sponsored by the fifty states in the District of Columbia fell another four percent. In other words, they're four percent more underfunded this year than they were last year. Guess what? Last year it fell four percent from last year. So now it's the second straight year where the the pension systems for the entire country take all 50 states take the district of Columbia and in two years time they're now 8% more underfunded than they were just two years ago so you think about it think about the next 10 years right now they're they're saying that they're only 69% funded and they're dropping 4% a year. We've just had what one of the best stock markets in recent history over the last couple of years. And they're going backward. Remember what I told you about Arizona. What did we decide to do? Oh, well, we are got a budget deficit for 2018. How did we get We passed. Our, our budget's done. How did they get it done? Well, oh, simple. They just didn't pay the pension. That was their plan. That was their great execution. That'd be, you know, 10 years later, that'd be 40%. Right? That'd put the pensions at, uh, what, 39%, 39, 39, 29 29% funded. Do so you think there's a way out of this mess? you think illinois it stops at illinois or it it stops at connecticut or it stops at new jersey you're kidding yourself you know better right we got stock valuations now uh according to robert Schiller today that are the highest in his you know he goes back all through the stock market's history he goes back and did every single year only twice before have they been where they are today. 1929 and 2000, right? The crash of 29, the ending of the NASDAQ bubble in 2000, and we're back here again. Right? And, and you start thinking about this has been what they've been doing, right? Is the bubble breaks and they try to reinflate. The bubble breaks and they try to reinflate. Every time it breaks. Three, four, five, ten percent of the population falls from middle class to lower class. And every time it breaks, the number gets bigger. to Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800 592 For the rest of the day today. Whenever you call, no matter how many coins you buy, US twenty dollar Liberties and Saint Gaudens will be at spot. Right now, spot is twelve hundred forty two dollars. You think about I know you're out there, you're shaking your head, you get it. Deficits, here they come. Right? Just just as forecast. Right? Last year year it started in earnest, and now it's jumping by hundreds of billions of dollars a year, and it's not going to stop. It's a math problem, and really a very simple math problem. Every year, 10,000 people a day go on to Social Security. 10,000 people a day go on to Medicare. 10,000 people a day starting this year hit 70 and a half and get forced distributions out of their IRA, right? And right in the midst of this perfect debt storm. And then you start thinking about how about how about this one? Borrowers taking out student loans. You got a surprise coming for you, too. Happy birthday. Starting on July 1st, the interest rate on a Stanford loan for undergraduates is set to rise to 4.45%. Do you know what it was last year? It was 376 I mean, right? that's 75 more basis points. It says that graduate students and parents will also see their rates rise. Graduate students, it's going to go to 6%. And the the rate on the plus loans, which are used by the parents, right, that's going to go to 7%. Of course, the cost of taking out a student loan will go up starting July the 1st. Of course, one of those things, you can thank Janet Yellen, right? Yeah, everyone's got to go to college. Hey, I tell you what, I'm going to start raising rates so we can make it even more expensive. That should help us. Says that the uh, federal student loan, hey, I guess it could be worse. They're saying, hey, in old times, it'd be closer to 7%. Uh, what, what's the difference on it? Well, it, it's, it's going to, if you borrowed only $10,000, right? which maybe in a, a certain public institutions in certain states, can you go to college for $10,000? That's really hard to do. It'll make your payment Three hundred and ninety-five dollars a month. Now, I guess if, I mean, if you if you did ten grand a year for four years, you ended up with forty grand. Does that mean your payments twelve hundred can't be? Can it? No wonder why nobody can buy anything. Uh, but yeah, so uh, starting, I guess you know obviously everything's closed. But starting on Wednesday, and when everyone's taking out their student loans. Get ready for an increase in your student loan payments, Uh, the new interest rates. Everything was up essentially 75 uh, basis points uh, for all of you people getting ready to take out some more student loans. Congratulations. Just add that to the pile. Of course, the number one, the largest growing debt for consumers is now student loans. That's number one. And uh, starting... Starting here uh, this weekend, I guess, starting this weekend, it's going to be even more expensive for you to do that, and you start adding it up. The government's running trillion-dollar deficits now. We have states that have no possible way to actually pay their their bills. And, it's you know, we talk about Illinois because it's the easiest one. But they're all getting ready, right? Connecticut's right behind them, and New Jersey's behind them, right? Puerto Rico, by the way, I don't know if you saw, Puerto Rico had another uh, bankruptcy filing. Now the uh, Puerto Rico's uh, electrical, I guess their power company, uh, which is a state-owned power company, they're $9 billion in debt. They filed uh, for bankruptcy protection today as well. And you start thinking about all the retailers and all, the, all of them filing for bankruptcy, and, and you start to really understand what it is that's really happening. Right? And you see all the, the overvaluations in the equity markets, and you see we've been talking about what the bond market's been telling us. Right? And you look at the fact that the Federal Reserve is raising rates and the bond markets aren't rising. Right? Because the bond markets already know. The bond markets, I guess, they're the reality check for the for the debt markets, right? They're, they they don't deal in, in complete reality, but they deal a lot they they have a lot more reality than the than the rest of the debt markets. And what they're saying right now is, uh-oh. We got all these bills due. There's all these bond payments that need to be made. And we already know the money's not there to make them. And for the, the you know, you think about what's happening and why we're in these, these untested times. The Federal Reserve has never raised rates with GDP below 2%, yet here we are. They don't raise rates with inflation below 2%, but yet here we are. Why do you think that is? What's coming? They need to get ready. Painter Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break.
1: America, Mm,
0: America, make God thy goal. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness apparently also includes free health insurance, free food, free rent assistance. Of course, it's not free, right? We, we need to take it from somebody else. And, and we've lived in this system now where the very few prosper the very most, and then the rest of us what? Keep sliding down the scale, right? Maybe a lot of you know, right? Right, I was upper middle class, and now you start sliding down to just what middle class, and then the middle class guy is sliding down to the lower middle class guy, and the lower middle class—they've slid down into what? Into the the takers, and they talk about you know, trying to sell you on a great jobs market. We know that's not true. Yeah, there are jobs out there. Absolutely, they are. Just not ones where you could even afford to buy a car. That's not my research. The average price of a new car, over $35,000. Twenty-four of the 25 largest cities in the country if you make the median income okay, median means half the people make more than you half the people make less than you so you're 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 the median not the average but the median income you can't afford a new car in twenty four of the twenty five largest cities in the United States today. What happened? And I'm going to tell you very simply, we tried to have economic prosperity through the printing press. And listen, they've tried and tried and tried. Look at what they've done. The Federal Reserve's got a $4.5 trillion balance sheet. But you think that's going away? It's not going away. Right? They may try to what? sell down a little bit for a little bit but as soon as the next thing hits what they're going to blow that thing back up our deficits go by, are going up by more than a trillion dollars a year now and then they're never coming back i shouldn't say never maybe after it implodes it will right where our economic freedoms now are are have turned into what Universal income, universal health care, universal this and universal that. Right? And everybody's talking about how much the handout should be. And and most of them, you know, when you hear the, the, you know, guys like Bill Gates talk, Zuckerberg from Facebook, Bezos from Amazon, it's only going to get worse. And what I mean is more and more people are going to need a handout. And then you start thinking about how, you know, like Donald Trump, he wants to put the terrorists back on and all these people are fighting them. Because they get it, right? Hey, if you do that, the stock market's going to collapse. <laughs> but how do you get real good jobs back? You don't. Make sure you take the time, put them away. $20 Liberties and Saints All day long, wherever spot is when you call, that's what they'll be, 800-951-0592. We'll be closed Monday and Tuesday for the 4th of July holiday. Everyone take care, have a great holiday, and we'll talk again on Wednesday.